Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Welcome to Kang's Cast. This is D Fresh joined with Eric and Ryan. The trade deadline has passed. We're excited to uh, get with you guys today with our awesome listeners and followers. This podcast is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. Also, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. Leave a nice little comment there for us. We appreciate your feedback. First off, how are the guys doing today? Doing good. Uh, you know, I think we had a great uh, pre-trade deadline uh, podcast, so I'm really excited to get into the post-trade deadline. And, uh, you know, really, really happy, um, you know, with the way things went down around the league, and I'm excited for the rest of the season. Looking forward to King's cast because uh... – you know, the, the, the Twitter post trade was blown up. I a lot of differences of opinions out there right now as far as, um, you know, I think a lot of people are divided, including people in media. And, and so that's why we say it's our favorite time of the year because it's, uh, there's optimism, there's pessimism, there's a blend of both, um, and, and then just a lot of opinions. And so where do we go from here? Looking forward to today's episode to get our opinion on a lot of that. Yeah, that's a great point, Eric, and, and we're going to bring that up later in this episode. Um, and, and we just want to reiterate here on Kang's cast, again, we're not paid by any organization. We're not breakdown video guys. We're not X's and O guys. You know, we're going we're gonna to give the big picture of the Sacramento Kings. We're just here sitting on our microphones, giving our opinion. And uh, again, we, we love what we do. We have fun with it. You may disagree with us, but that's fine. That's the beauty of this uh, AKA business, I guess you could say, or quote unquote business, you know. We're full of opinions. So what we want to get into is we want to kind of have a reaction from the the trade deadline. Uh, obviously, what I'm going to do is <laughs> Eric's doing something funny on the video. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to have a post deadline reaction. Um, obviously, the other day we had the uh, Dwayne Jedman trade back to Atlanta for Jabari Parker and Alex Len. The Kings also sent two second-round picks, and we'll throw in uh, the Trevor Ariza trade from last month uh, where he was sent to Portland for Anthony Tolliver and Kent Bazemore. Uh, so let's let's get in on that, guys, and start the show with that. So including those two trades, you know, what are your reactions as a whole to the Kings trade deadline? So um, you you know I'm glad you threw the reason one in there because we can talk about just King's trades in general leading up to the deadline and through the deadline you know and so um, first immediate thing is 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 that yes the Kings are in a good place now as far as they clean that they cleaned uh, up some messes and so you know I think a lot of a, a lot of uh, people kind of feel this way and it's that it kind of sucks that we that the Kings didn't do anything to 
make a big move, I think, moving forward as far as acquiring players. It's really the every move that they did was just cleaning up what they did this past summer. And, I mean, that's a good thing. It's sometimes teams aren't always able to do that. And they're not always able to do that uh, very, you know, clean. And I, I, I do give it to Vladi for, you know, fixing those messes and doing it clean. And what I mean by clean is not not taking on bad contracts or giving up really anything of significance asset wise you know they got trevor ariza um to because portland needed to, to you know i guess stay under the luxury tax and so they they leveraged that to to basically get expiring good deals and, and kate bazemore's contributing um and then with, with deadman they were able to just move him pretty much independently and so um i'm happy that those things happened because i was worried they weren't going to be able to do that so th- that's my initial reaction of all the trades yeah, the Ariza one, uh, you know that was that was cool. It didn't didn't really set us up for the future much or anything, but it was you know like you said, trying to take care of uh, a little bit of a mess we made during the summer. Uh, the the Deadman trade, man, really impressive actually. Uh, you know, Eric, I I know you had brought up a couple weeks ago on the trade special that you know us possibly getting Jabari Parker back, whatever. Um, <clears throat> that was actually. A very, very good move on Vladi. I know we touched on it earlier, but you know, not giving up anything uh, to get rid of that Deadman uh, contract, not really trying to incentivize a team to take on that. And that was really impressive to me, man. I was really, really happy that they did that because for a moment, I wasn't hearing anything. You know, there wasn't really any traction on any trades or any rumors with Sacramento. And uh, you know, when you pulled that Deadman deal off, uh, very that that was that was good, man. I, I was really happy and uh, good to see that. Uh, going forward in the summertime, you know, we're, we have those expiring deals with Bazemore. Um, I think Alex Lynn as well, correct? Is, is Lynn on a, is he on an expiring deal? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's just good. That's good moves. Um, so yeah, o- overall it was a good trade deadline. You know, I, I know we have beat up a couple, the last couple months about, you know, bogey moving and all that stuff. We could talk about that later, but yeah, great, great, tra- great trade deadline in my eyes. Um, you know, it it went a little better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and I ran a poll on our Twitter. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Like, what this is a generic question? What grade would you give the Kings at the trade deadline? And and we got a lot of B's and C's. So I mean, it, that's fine. I think I think you could sum up the B and C grading with the Kings were able to get rid of their bad summer deals. You know, with without doing too much damage and uh they didn't obviously it probably would have been an a if they brought in a you know a sure fire veteran or something that was able to get a big asset in return but i still think and we can touch on this real quick for what jabari parker's making when he becomes healthy i'm really curious to see what usage he's gonna get because he would be he's a low risk high reward guy he we know he can score he's only making six and a half this year and like i mentioned the other day He's got just that uh, player, or he's got the option for next year at just six point five as well. So, could be a low risk, high reward uh, move getting Parker here. Yeah, and as as a you know team that's definitely obviously not going to make the playoffs this year, uh, that's what you want to do. You got to take shots on guys, man, especially guys that aren't costing a lot of money. Uh, you know, he's still what twenty? Is he twenty three or twenty four or something? Still, uh, very athletic. He puts the ball in the bucket, man, and. Um, you know, I, I, I still don't think that we've seen everything that Jabari Parker has to offer. The dude is constantly hurt 
And who knows, maybe coming to Sacramento, he stays healthy and, you know, he could be a, a very positive thing for the team going forward. Yep. Uh, buy low with a high reward, you know, low, though that that's exactly what the Kings have to do in their position. And, and so <clears throat> it's a good move for that in that respect. Uh, overall, though, I would say that today, and you know, the Kings roster is better in my opinion today. And, uh, you know, I speak as if fully healthy, right? It's better today than it was at the start of the season, which I, I mean, you guys fell away. I would take I would take Baysmore and his production, his athleticism over what Ariza could give, and Jabari Parker. I'm, you know, just basically we weren't factoring Rashawn Holmes early in the season. So with now that he's in there and Deadman out and Jabari Parker on the bench and um and with with Harry Giles played a little bit more minutes last night. So like I would say the team is actually better right now talent wise and just everything then coming in and so that's exciting because it, it really has been kind of a rough uh, first half of the year as far as the Kings not living up to what we thought but you know even through last night's game I know the Heat were hurt and didn't play a lot of guys but um, the, the Kings are have won a majority of their games over the last like week and a half and you know ho- hopefully we the the back half of the season is just a little bit more smooth and consistent um, they're not going to make the playoffs, but uh, I think that maybe they could compete and you know perhaps give us some optimism by the time the season is comes to an end. Yeah, one one of our constant uh, beliefs on Kings Cast is you want a team that's young, you want a team that's athletic, and Sacramento for the most part has done that since the beginning of the season, bringing in Baysmore for Ariza. Uh, getting obviously getting Jabari Parker and and letting Deadman go, they have gotten younger and more athletic, and that's something that's that's a positive, man. So like you said, hopefully uh, going forward for the rest of what is it? What do we got? Like twenty eight games maybe left, twenty seven games. Hopefully that that last twenty seven guys can get healthy and we can actually see what we have going into the summer. Yeah, and also I just want to get to next. Yeah, Eric, thanks. Uh, the what would you guys have done differently at this deadline uh, rather than what actually happened? Well, you know, we've talked about uh, since October. Really, we've we've all been in on you know getting something for Bogdanovich because we don't believe that he's worth the type of money that uh, is being thrown out there that he's going to be offered in the off season. And uh, that that's obviously number one. I we've talked about it every week. If you listen to Kingcast, you know we've been on top of that uh, consistently. Another one that we didn't really talk about much was, uh, you know, Bielisa, and that's because in the beginning of the season we weren't very high on Bielisa because of his inconsistencies last season. But uh, Bielisa has played great this whole season, and I think he's really added some value um, as a player in the NBA. He. Uh, you know, the reason I, I was pushing for him to get uh, to get traded during the deadline was because uh, he's like 31. Um, I know we've said this before. He doesn't really fit our timeline. And I don't think his value as a player around the league is ever going to get higher than it was this week. Honestly, uh, a guy who's 31 is playing the best basketball of his career, can shoot threes. Uh, you know, so that that was something that I would have I would have tried to do a little different. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out, but. Other than those two things, uh, hey, Vladi did exactly what we uh, thought he should do, and uh, yeah, so. Um, so I'll work backwards before I get to, get to Bogey. So, 
So, Bealisa, I have a different thought on it. And I, 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 I've said a couple times on here, like, I was a hater on Bealisa last year. And I was, like, really kind of cringing that they were going to come into this year and rely on him as much as I thought they would. But I, 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 to this point, I feel like I've been wrong. And uh, he is he has been a good player and has been productive and, and is has a lot of value uh, on the roster. For me, I, I didn't want to see him moved. I, and and it's for a couple different reasons. I do agree in that long term, he's not he's not somebody who's going to be impactful here or even here. Right. Um, but in the short term, he 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 can be impactful for like this year and next year. Uh, his deal, and I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say it's around six and a half million, and it goes through next year, which is not anything to pay um, for for a player. Yeah, he's making six eight this year, and then next year he's uh, looking to make seven point one. And sorry, it's italicized. I'm seeing why it's italicized. Oh, it's not fully guaranteed. So obviously he's got to earn it. Yeah. So he's. Uh, in summary, not not really. Um, he's not really eating up a lot of the cap, and so for for that for that reasoning, it's it's worth having a guy here that can play that you're not paying much. And I only wanted to see him traded if he was included with Bogdanovich. And I guess now I can say that the one thing I really wanted to see was those two guys paired together in something like like an actual legitimate like foundational piece to be brought back in return because I think Bogdanovich and Bielisa with their combined, you know, 15 and a half million or whatever this year, um, both expiring one with the option, both the ability to shoot all those things. They, it could be, they, they would have been really, really valuable to a playoff team and, and could have actually brought the Kings a real haul back. And so, um, I, that would be the only way I wanted to see Bielisa included in Bogdanovich. I wanted to get traded because, um, again, yes, I don't agree that he's worth the amount that he's worth or he's going to be paid, I guess I should say. And so um, if we want to go in that conversation, we, we can. But, uh, you know, we, we we probably should actually talk about what that means, you know, now that now that he's still on the roster post-trade deadline. I just wanted to point out too, Eric, I thought it was interesting what you just said because regarding packaging bogey with Bielitsa because in a few of our trade ideas, ideas, I think we had multiple trades, two contenders, including both guys. Like mine for the Miles Trader to the Pacers, good team. Um, Not such a great team, but they're going to be good soon. And and Ryan said to package, I I think you said package bogey and Bielitsa for Ubre the other day with Phoenix, right? Yeah, to Phoenix, yeah. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I just want to point out it's interesting you bring that up, packaging them together because we had touched on that. So, I mean, if we can go down the road, I guess, of what it means now that Bogdanovich is still on the roster and he didn't get traded. Um, I guess what that what that means because uh, I felt like going into the year there once they didn't sign him there was only two things that were going to happen they were going to trade him or they were going to match whatever offer came their way in the off season right and, and so what do you think what do you think is going to happen because if they if they do match the the projected eighteen twenty million a year offer it's going to hug them I mean they'll be able to sign everybody I think but it's going to be that that's going to be kind of it right that that means that. We're rolling in next year with pretty much the same roster. 
Yeah, they're... The bench would be thin, you know, come a couple years. This is the thing about paying paying Bogdanovich. You're going to – that means in the last two years you would have paid Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Bogey, and then you still got to – in the next few years you still got to pay Fox. You still going to have to pay Bagley. All right, so eventually you can't pay everybody. All right, uh, and I think – you know, I've said this multiple times, timeline. All right. So when you when you look at the Kings timeline, Bogdanovich is clearly the odd man out. And for some reason, uh, the Knicks or the Knicks, holy shit, the Kings organization just doesn't, you know, they they don't see that for some reason. I I don't get it Uh, going forward with them not trading Bogdanovich. it, It to me, it means a few things. All right. They're either going to pay him in the offseason. All right. And try to, you know, stick with the current roster like you were saying, or they're going to sign him and they're going to either have to move Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heal. That's the, those are the two things that I can see happening. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm not around the team and stuff, so I can't speak for them, but I don't know who they value more buddy or bogey for some, you know, it appears to me that they value bogey, but bogey more, but who knows? Uh, so going forward, you know, I, I would think, if they do pay Bogdanovich in the offseason, which, I mean, they kind of have to now, uh, you know, one of those three guys is not going to be on the team come next season. Uh, you know, so, Eric, what do you I, – I know you have a lot of opinions on this. Which which one do you think it would be? I think that they're going to sign him. So, I think they're going to sign him to the offsheet. And, and so, I said this the other day, instant reaction <clears throat> on the trade on the trade deadline one we did. And – when I looked at the trade that went down, if you guys remember, I did some, I did a lot of math in my head, and I kind of found that there was some extra money saved to fall off after this year. So um, when I saw the trade, that essentially they created like I don't know, I don't remember like six to nine million or something in that range of of extra cap space, which just is going to help them a little bit. So just kind of those signs pointed to um, them signing signing Bogdanovich. And so I think it's going to happen, right? And so when it happens, it, I don't know if they can honestly roll into next year with the same lineup. I Okay, I should say this. I think they will roll. This is, this is what I think is happening. They're going to roll into next year or at least through like deep into the offseason with the same lineup plus the draft picks. But what is going to happen at some point is somebody's going to get traded. Now, I think that somebody is going to be Buddy Heald. I don't think because in, in the NBA realm, Harrison Barnes is not going to be very easy to trade. And so looking back, part of me is like, if they thought this of Bogdanovich, they should have just never even signed Harrison Barnes. That was that was kind of dumb then for them doing that. And that's where you can question their GMing skills in in that respect. Because by when they signed Harrison Barnes and they knew they had Bogdanovich's extension coming up, they probably were going to take. Uh, they knew what they were. You could foresee. I could foresee this. This is not very difficult to see, right? So, so, um, you know, they probably shouldn't have signed him. But I think Buddy Heald's going to be the guy who's going to be traded. Uh, you know, the real quick, you were talking about the Harrison Barnes thing. They they kind of had to re-sign Harrison Barnes, and I I think there was you know because the Kings won thirty nine games last year, and because they were so young, I think you know. Vladi and the organization was like, okay, we, you know, we can make the playoffs this year. Everybody thought they were going to, including us, dude. We thought they were going to be the seventh or eighth seed. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide and say that we didn't. So I think the Kings were, they were so set on, 
hey, we just need to run it back again. Okay, we'll get a full season with Harrison Barnes instead of the last 25 games. Um, and and I think they really, you know, we did too. They really thought they were going to make the playoffs with that roster. And unfortunately, look where we're at now. You know, looking in hindsight, they shouldn't have brought him back. But I just, you know, I, I the big thing about this, man, that I it, it's hard for me to to agree with them is, like you said, that they value Bogey more than Buddy, man. And that, to me, that's just, dude, I, I can't get over that. And, uh, you know, it sucks. That's I think that's why we wanted them to trade Boganovich so much um, in the last week here because we didn't want to have it – we didn't want it to have to come down to that. And, uh, you know, we, we just thought it would be easier. Hey, get some value with them, move forward. The guy's a little older. Uh, you know, so now this summer, the Kings got a hard – uh, a hard task ahead of them to, you know, they're going to have to re-sign him, but now you're going to, eventually you're going to have to move Buddy, it looks like, or Harrison Barnes. And to me, man, it's like this call could have just been avoided. Yeah, and I just want <clears> to <throat> throw something out there. It's getting talked a lot, but it has some merit to it. It's not a huge sample size, but in the seven games that Bogey has started, the Kings are five and two, but not only has I mean he's he's been he's been good, but Buddy Heel coming off the bench has been like vintage Buddy Heel. It's like last year Buddy Heel. He's been playing really well. I'm trying to pull up his game logs from the last seven games. He's been 21, 42, 13, 19, 22, 16, and 21. But he's he's shooting really well again from the three point range. I think he's up to about 38 percent now for the year almost. So. What what effects does that have going forward? The last seven games does this does this have a big effect in in the future of Bogdanovich and or healed going into next season because of the switch they've made? No, it's like it's like the original question. This isn't about players' production or anything like that. It's not about like it's about it's about cap space, money, and flexibility, and assets and controlling assets. That's what that's what it's about. And so, um, I think people get too caught up in 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 the um, players production you it's a it's a long-term game and that's the problem with the kings is that the kings every year try to they try to make the jump in one step in one move they try to do it next year let's try to make the jump and then what do you the kings have no consistency year over year with their roster and they have and they and they have uh, no consistency in the direction that they go it seems like they try these different things constantly and hope that they work hope that they work I want them to take the the direction of of planning their cap space and strategically developing players over time because they have to be realistic. Like I said about these, they have another draft pick coming in this year. So when these guys are 18, 19, it takes so many years. I mean, Jabari Parker has been in the league for like six years and he's only 24. Like that's that's where it's at now. And that's where the Kings are at, right? So the, the question you guys asked me, like what happens when I said someone gets traded, like, Harrison Barnes, they probably shouldn't have signed him, but he's he's not going to be very easy to trade. Uh, teams are going to be aren't going to be quick to to take on uh, an additional, I guess, three years of a contract that's over twenty million for a guy like that. That's a lot to eat up, and he doesn't provide the rangy shooting or anything that would incentivize a team to do that. Um, I think Buddy Hield's probably going to get traded, is what I think is going to happen. That's my next thing is I I'll, I think he's the next one and I'll probably I, and it sucks because I really actually I'm probably a bigger Buddy Hield fan than most. I think he's an elite off ball player um, and he's and the reason why I think he's going to be the one to get traded, although his contract is in the 20s, it is de-escalating 
And if you had to ask like an NBA team to take on one of the two players in Barnes or, or Buddy Heald, um, they're going to take on Buddy Heald because Buddy Heald legitimately can, can start on like a championship caliber team because his ability to play off ball and his ability to sh- catch and shoot like elite elite in those areas. And so teams will find that attractive. So what I see happening is, is the Kings at some point, maybe not the off season. I think they potentially could roll into the season with, um, with the, uh, with the same lineup, but at some point next year, it's going to happen. And I think the way the Kings look at it is Bogdanovich is, is in their eyes is a good player and a guy who can play next to Fox and a guy that they want. And so they're going to, they're, I think they're going to go that direction and um, they'll they'll just try to they'll just try to make the moves n- next year to get some some cap off and 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 by cap I mean Buddy Heald maybe get an asset out of it and uh, that's that's their roster I just would say that I hope I hope they don't get desperate and a team leverages them into taking on um in, in a trade it's not it's not giving up an asset to take on one of the contracts and i always kind of go back to that because that's my biggest fear with them do you think i know this is this a little bit you know off uh off what we've what we're talking about but do you think there's any possibility you know if they do go trade um you know buddy but i'm i'm, I'm more talking harrison barnes on this that they get rid of that pick in the draft this year do you think there's any possibility of that I'm okay. So you're asking me, can you ask me that again? I guess. Okay. So you're, you know, you're, you're saying it's hard to get rid of the Harrison Barnes contract. It's hard, you know, because of his age, because of his skill set, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Do you think there's any possibility that Sacramento could throw in that lottery pick this year to move the Harrison Barnes contract? Just so you, just so you're keeping Bogdanovich and Buddy and Fox, if you want to, you know, if you wanted to keep both of them. Do you think that that would be smart at all if they can bring, um, you know, I, I don't have it in front of me, but if they can bring a piece back that could help the Kings in the future? I, I'm i at a point where I I don't really want any more rookies or anything. I don't, I'm, I'm at that point. I'd rather have guys who have who are more three to four years in. Um, and so personally, I would, I would favor a trade, but it wouldn't, it would really need to mean that a, um, a talented player were to come back. Okay. Um, but being real about the whole thing, I don't think that it's going to happen. I, the Kings aren't, if the Kings had to give up their top 10 first round pick to move first Barnes, they'd say no, I'd say no. And if they did it, everyone in the whole world would make fun of them. Right. But if they could do it and get a player back, um, then I would entertain that for sure. Because, you, you in one move you would you would get back a player more in the developed in the timeline so you didn't have to focus on potential of a first round pick and you'd get cap relief immediately but the likelihood of that happening is hard to, to for the kings to be able to uh, match Harrison Barnes's contract with someone making in the in the mid teens would be tough there'd be like a 10 million dollar gap so like not to get too far off in the weeds um it would be very difficult to make that happen but i would support that and that's a good seed to plant right now and I think that's something maybe later in the spring when when we see that a little bit more, we could have a better opinion on it. Yeah, I just, you know, it, if you could bring somebody, you know, obviously I, I don't think the money works on stuff like this, but, you know, we've talked about Kelly Oubre, okay? Somebody of Kelly Oubre's uh, age and talent, right? A guy who's averaging 18 points a game. Uh, you know, Phoenix's 
Phoenix is young like us, and I think they have a little bit of a different timeline because Aiton's only like 21 and he's one of their core pieces. You know, what if Sacramento was to, you know, get a guy like Ubre, giving up the pick and Harrison Barnes if they could make money in that situation work, which I really don't think would be that hard. Uh, that's that's more what I'm talking about. That's the kind of move that I would like to see. In a move like that, and so for people listening that are haven't aren't necessarily following it, is like kind of what Ryan's saying is trading a first round pick and Harrison Barnes to get back a, a potential type of player. A move like that, you would have to get a potential type of player on a team friendly deal. Kelly Oubre only has one year after this year, which means he's going to need to get signed. So, like, you would kind of be in the same boat again at the end of the year next year, where you'd have to resign the guy to a Harrison Barnes type of deal. So, there's one guy though. There's one guy that I would say, and it'd be Zach Levine. I would do it for Zach Levine. If I'm the Kings, I would trade Harrison Barnes and this year's first round pick potentially even unprotected for Zach Levine. I I, I would consider because he's, he's making 20 he's making 20 million for 3 years. That's the type no, of move I would do. I, yeah. No, yeah. I I got you on that. That's a good point, but what I'm saying is, you know, it's more about uh you know, Ubre's young, dude. He's very talented. You you know, I think no problem you pay Ubre Harrison Barnes money. No problem. No questions asked, dude. I would, you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm thinking about that wise, but Zach Levine fits that same thing, same same kind of time on, and Zach Levine's honestly he that dude's legit. Yeah, and I feel you. And so, it, what it would do in this scenario is what we're saying for people is that our reason why we'd want to trade the first round pick and Harrison Barnes for a young county player because it would still allow the Kings to to save money to sign everybody else on the roster and the guy that they bring in, and then that would kind of be what what the, what the core is. So. Um, so that's that. I want to transition real quick to Marvin Bagley. Obviously, it's been a, a interesting situation the last few weeks. Hasn't played in a while. I believe he's still in the walking boot. And kind of just tie in how if uh, if you guys have been listening, I'm sure you guys have, but I mean, you know, our our listeners to KHDK Grant Napier talking a lot about kind of hanging this season on the factor of injuries, which there's some merit to that, but I want to tie in his reasoning of why this season has kind of been uh, underwhelming. And also uh, I feel like a lot of people are mixed on Marvin Bagley. I've seen on Twitter, you know, people saying, get rid of them. We need to stick with homes. Uh, I know we've been here on Kang's cast. Like we need to be patient. This kid is super talented once he's healthy, he's going to be a huge asset. Kind of go into that regarding Bagley and and how the injuries are perceived for this season. Yeah. The the thing about Bagley that every, you know, just pump the brakes, guys. <laughs> he's a kid. He re- he's just a kid. And I I talked to a guy on Twitter the other day, uh very reasonable guy actually, you know, usually you go on Twitter and you got guys, you know, overreacting, but actually had a a legitimate conversation, not an argument. And his thing was, the guy's got to stay healthy. He's got to be on the court, all this stuff. He's like, I I just, you know, I don't know if we can pay him. Everyone slow your roll, right? We don't got to pay Bagley for like three years, all right? Uh, You know, yeah, he's he's been injured a lot, but I think the Kings just, hey, be patient with the guy. Uh, It's unfortunate that, you know, him and Fox have just been injured this year and they haven't played. They haven't played together at all. You know, I think it's like literally like five games or less that they've played together. Am I correct? You know, so 
They're 0 and 9 <laughs> when well, they play together. Yeah, okay, but whatever, dude. Guys have been hurt. They haven't gotten in a flow together. Whatever. Um, but yeah, like the you know, expectation for the rest of the year and you know, them I may be healthy, guys. You know, get Marvin Bagley healthy, and I'm all for since we're way out of the playoff race right now. I'm all for a if Bagley is not one hundred and ten percent ready to step on that court, he don't even need to be out there. It's a it, at this point, it's a lost season. We don't the guy. We don't need to risk further injuries for the dude. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. There, there's there's two different views I have here, and and one of them is like I do agree with you in that piece. If he's not completely healthy, don't play him. And that's I think that is where the Kings are um, coming from. But um, it is it, it is something to take note and to be concerned about that he he co- seems to constantly get hurt. And so, like, what's that about, right? But to move off him, that's dumb. <laughs> that's a dumb move, you yeah. know. That yeah. so I'm not going to entertain that because it's be, you know just we know that speaks for itself. So. Um, I think Doug's original question, like, you know, I don't think uh, a lot of people are using injuries as a scapegoat this year as the reasoning why they are the way they are. And uh, as far as the record and, um, and like we all, yeah, they're a factor, like you said, but they're this, this roster wasn't, wasn't good that good clearly because they traded all the guys that they signed pretty much. So it's just a sign that they kind of screwed up assembling this roster. Um, they 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 still are experimenting with rotations this deep in the season with two key pieces on the team moving people to the bench. Um, so <clears throat> for people to say the reason why the Kings aren't where they are that we wanted them to be a series because of injuries, I think is not accurate and it's it's kind of like misleading people. And a, a number of people in the media are saying that. And and I just want people to call what what it is and why people just can't say. Um, you know, hey, we 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 thought Bagley was going to get like 32 minutes this year. That didn't happen, so that was a factor. I would agree with that. But people could also say, um, hey, the signings didn't work out. The the coaching in the system early on wasn't wasn't you know wasn't dialed in yet or whatever. And then maybe that's why they're not playing well. Um, Darren Fox had a hiccup early and got hurt, but he's came back and. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons. But ultimately, I come I think it comes down to the team overall. Overall, wasn't good enough with or without injuries. They could have been fully healthy, and I still don't think that they're a playoff team. Yeah, I kind of sorry I didn't really answer your question too much. I kind of got hung up on the uh, the Marvin Bagley thing, but uh, yeah, this this roster too much inconsistencies, man. So yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go too much into that, Eric, because you already beat that. But yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I can't stress enough to people, man, that Bagley is just a kid. All right. He's just a kid. The dude's been in the NBA for what, 18 months, dude. You know, he's been, he's been in there for 18 months. So slow your roll guys. So I guess we can move on like to looking ahead for the rest of the season is that I, I want to take, <clears throat> cause we spent the first half really just, um, I would say bashing their moves from the off season, which we were probably, um, we were obviously right on, and we were doing that day one games cast, day one like end of October. So I'm kind of proud of of that. And then we spent a lot of time leading up to just kind of what we wanted to happen. So then now it's happened. I'm I I feel like I'm um 
I, I want to really try to see what's here and look ahead and really just enjoy the team and, and just be a somewhat opt- more optimistic. Because like I watched a game last night and, and it was fun. It was a fun game to watch. I mean, it really was. They were shooting. They were stroking. BJ Lee's out there stroking, you know. Um, and, and I do like what they're doing with Buddy Heald and Bogdanovich. But ultimately, the number one thing is that um, Darren Fox is a fucking stud, guys. Like, he is super, super good. And, like, behind the scenes with all of this going on, all the, you know, the losing and, and just the moves. And the, the one the one thing that's not really talked about on the national stage is Darren Fox has taken us a huge step in the last month. The guy's averaging like I don't know, man, Doug. Maybe you could like I want to say I saw a thing like twenty three points a game over this little streak that they're on. It's like twenty three. Yeah, and that seven sounds or, about right. It's like twenty three seven or something. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's crazy? Because like yeah. in all the games, is that he still isn't hitting the open shot. Yesterday he was in the corner. Buddy Hield swung one to him, and he missed. Like those open shots. If he hits a couple more of those a game, there's some. There's an extra point or two. And and the number one thing is that guy gets to the hoop, and he. Uh, gets to the foul line last night, um, and maybe Doug can pull up the box from last night. Free throw shooting was n- was not great, um, and so once that guy consistently hits free throws, I seriously think this guy can be 24, 25 a game. And uh, I tweeted that last night. I've been so so. It's like that. Those are the things I'm looking to see at the end of the year. Maybe Bagley gets back, plays full minutes. Fox gets his scoring up to 22 a game for the year. Um, this combo with both of our guards. Um, works out where Sean Holmes comes back healthy and Harrison Barnes play well and like it's a fun second half of the season so like hopefully like going into the draft and offseason guys we're, we're feeling into a good place because I don't really necessarily want to focus too much for the next month or two on what the Kings didn't do and hate on them for the moves they didn't make like they made the moves they made there's pieces here like I want to talk about that you know it, it, moving forward and and I'm I'm kind of excited in a weird way you know yeah there's you know, we've been consistently up to this time looking forward to the trade deadline. You know, we talked about it for months. Hey, once to trade down this with you, we're kind of past that now. So I do totally agree with you. Moving forward, let's, uh, you know, let's be excited for what we have with the roster here. Um, and let's talk about those things. There's no need to, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda after today, after our post trade deadline thoughts. After today, uh, you know, I, I completely want to move away from that and really focus on what we got moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Same for me. I just want to see them get healthy, first of all, and uh, really see. I think once Bagley and Holmes get back, whenever that may be, if they can get 15 to 20 games to finish the season as a as a you know healthy roster and throw in a Jabari Parker, I would be really excited to see what they can do as as a healthy unit and uh, close out the season, maybe giving us some hope going into next year but yeah i great job bringing up fox too eric because he's just been a monster the last month but if, if he can get that free throw sh- shooting improved he could be he could become borderline elite in the next year or two so uh again we're gonna take a positive approach try and be excited the rest of the year let's let's just watch this thing play out and uh we want to hear from you guys so again uh give us give us some love on uh, social media we love interacting with you guys have any questions, DM us on uh, Twitter or Instagram. We'll read your stuff on the air. Uh, Till next time, for Kang's cast, this is Defresh, Eric, and Ryan. Go Kang's! Kang's! Kang's!
Thank you for listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.